You're listening to the Kilcullen Diary Podcasts. Stories in sound from a village grown bigger. Hello, I'm Brian Byrne. As some of you will know, I've been a motoring journalist for some 30 years as part of a longer journalistic career. So maybe it's time I added some of that work to these podcasts. So here are my thoughts on the new Peugeot 208. Taking the keys of the latest 208 was always going to be a pleasing duty. A really good looking super mini hatchback in its latest guise and the European Car of the Year 2020 to boot. The handover happily coincided with the opportunity of my first long road trip in Ireland since the March lockdown, meaning I could really stretch the car over a few days in Yates country, Sligo and Leitrim. I did the initial run in one non-stop gallop. Apart from getting us to our destination as quickly as possible, it also proved that this super mini is an exceptionally good cross-country driver. If there are better seats in any other car in the class, I haven't sat in them. The new 208 arrived at the beginning of the year. In a short introduction then, I was very taken with the styling, which has moved it on from the rather cuddly looks of the predecessor to something very sharp indeed. The grille treatment is key to giving the car more solid presence than most of its competitors, with scimitar-style running lights making their own statement. From the rear three-quarter, it's also very fetching. A small downside, getting in without rubbing my head across the doorframe proved to be an issue. But then it is with many cars for me. Being tall, I suppose I'm actually the issue. The inside design is cleanly modern, with good thought to the materials and to the instrumentation. It has Peugeot's eye-cockpit format, the main instruments being viewable close to the eye-line and above the compact steering wheel. The new 208 brings an extra element to the instruments with a 3D effect as part of the available setup. A large centre screen does the usual stuff with big graphics. Underneath it, a set of piano-style switches are there for a range of functions. My wish list would again be manual knobs for climate control, but there we are. There is good room for passenger knees and heads and fairly good storage for those up front, apart from a glove box that would just about hold a pair of gloves. As the version I had didn't include sat-nav, the easily integrated Apple CarPlay worked a treat from my phone for this purpose. The engine in the review car was a 1.2 petrol, and in this instance working through the truly excellent 8-speed automatic trans that Peugeot is using at the moment. It made the car all the sweeter. There were eco, normal and sport drive options. In fairness, I used normal for almost all of the trip and achieved a very frugal overall fuel consumption. I did try the sport option, which tightened up response and shift changes and certainly made a sporty difference, but for what I was at during the trip, it was unnecessary. Ride and handling is something that Peugeot has had well sorted for a long time now, and that was probably part of the reason I found this one so untiring over the few days away. And Yates country itself? Yes, quite beautiful and engaging, but I'll hold that off for a travel piece. It did remind me, though, that we have an awful lot to offer on this little island, and a Peugeot 208 is perfectly up to bringing us to see it all. The price 
starts at 17,995 euros for the 75 horsepower basic car, but nobody buys that. The mid-range Allure spec and the 130 horsepower auto that I had came in at 24,650 euros. And what I particularly liked about the car, as driven, was it was just such a well-balanced package. I'm Brian Byrne. Thanks for listening.